What's up, pals? Thanks for tuning in. This is Super Nerd Pals episode 86, also known as Super Spooky Pals number two. The sequel. The sequel. The return. (laughs) So it's Halloween. God willing, because the episode will go up on Halloween. But does anybody have any Halloween plans? Uh, being being an adult, working okay. <laughs> working on Halloween. Yeah, it's Monday. It's uh, Monday. It is Monday. There's nothing to do. Yeah, I, I I had a really good time Saturday. Phantom Comics they they were throwing their third annual Halloween party. So a bunch of my friends they were dressed up as the Quidditch team called the Washington Wizards. They made their own uh, Quidditch robes. And I dressed up as the Golden Snitch, and it was awesome. We won the group costume contest, and we were glorious as champions. So I, I saw really that picture. That. It was, I it saw was that picture. Cool. It was awesome. I thought you were Dayman for a second, and then I realized that everyone else were like Quidditch players. So I was like, oh, okay. He's, he's well, I actually, like, a couple people were asking me if I was Dayman, and I. At the time, I had no idea what they're talking about. Wow. Some people were there was a, there was a group of girls who were saying, "Are you the color yellow?" I was like, "I guess you're you're technically right." And someone thought I was just like a serial killer dressed up in yellow. It was what? So, yeah, yeah. It was just, it was very odd. That's not but, even no. I I thought I was pretty self explanatory, especially with hanging around with the Quidditch team guys. But uh, I got it. Yeah. Um. Ryan hosted a very lovely Halloween party last uh, Saturday night that every, we did. were all at, except for you, Chris, because you live in D.C. Because right? <laughs> you live in D.C. <laughs> the, the, the plight or the the continued fails of not being in New York City. There was a lot of good food, and Ryan supplied me with Halloween candy, which I'm eating right now. I did. I gave everybody goodie bags when they left. I stuck a bunch of Halloween candy inside of a glove. That's awesome. You're such a good good host. Tom was like, I love you, but you're really fucking corny. I was like, I couldn't couldn't help it. I had to. We have so much Halloween candy left over. Well, we're going to leave the bowl out for the children in our building. Mm. Because it's a Monday. And by the time they go trick-or-treating, we're probably still going to be at work. So, I don't care if one kid takes the whole goddamn bowl, like, bowl included. They can. We're just not going to be home. But, yeah. I can't wait to be, like, the family on the street that just goes overboard on Halloween. Just, like, you just create your own haunted house on the lawn and, like, spend hundreds of dollars on, on decorations and lights. I cannot wait for that. This is going to be a That's, like, my life goal. Like, life goals is to have, like, a tricked out house for halloween i remember one time trick-or-treating and this dad dressed up as um he, he was either like jason Voorhees or like the uh the the villain from halloween he, michael he myers up, yeah michael myers yeah and he was just sitting on his chair with a giant bowl of candy in his lap and people a lot of kids were th- thought he was a mannequin yes. and he would get up and, and, and like chase them down the down the block it was awesome. So I would do, do you that. remember what he was wearing? Uh put it this way, was a, he wearing a hockey mask? No, no, you're right. No, he he was Michael Myers and it was it was pretty terrifying. I think I was like five or six years old when that happened. That's and awesome. That was oh it was great. 
My my uh, my parents have a reputation in their building. We're the uh, scary apartment. One year for Halloween, I was actually home because I was sick, and I heard the doorbell ring. And one of the girls, like she had been around for like a while. She must have been like seven, and she was like, "There's a really scary guy that lives here, but don't worry, he's actually kind of nice." And I was like, "Great, we have the reputation in my building." Yes, it was like it was. That's awesome. It was fucking perfect. All right. So my surprise is that I prepared several Halloween-esque lightning round questions that I'm going to ask you all at random intervals. And I want you to give me answers. Definitive answers. So I'm going to start with the first question. And being that this is Super Spooky Pals 2, the sequel, I want to know what, in your opinion, is the greatest horror sequel of all time. Horror sequel? Horror sequel. Oh, Jesus. You got five seconds. What? Um. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I, I'll need a judge's ruling on this because, uh, as established before, my all-time favorite movie ever is John Carpenter's The Thing, which is based on a short story novella. And there's a movie that was made by Howard Hughes before that called The Thing from Outer Space. So I don't know if that's a sequel or just like a or like or like a, just a reimagining. Now I think about it, I think it's uh, a reimagining. So I'll, I'll table that. But Evil Dead Two, greatest horror sequel ever. Evil Dead or Army of Darkness. Ah. Oh. oh, see, it's not. Oh, that's that's not cute. Okay. Um. Okay, I'm gonna go with Evil Dead Two. Actually, Chris, that's my answer too. I think, um, in my opinion, Evil Dead Two did everything the first movie did, but better. And introduced uh, lots of comedy and slapstick, and I think the, and the chainsaw hand. Yeah, I think I think the gore and the horror stuff was like turned to such a level that had I just seen the first Evil Dead, I would not have been interested in the series. But Evil Dead Two is what really I think made that a franchise that I that I enjoy. Audible mention: Have you guys ever seen Dead Snow? It's a, it's an, uh, yes. it's an amazing. Like, I think it's like Swedish or Norwegian uh, B-rated film. It's all about Nazi zombies coming to life. Like a bunch of kids are camping out in the mountains. They find a cache of Nazi gold, and it's cursed. And then Nazi zombies come out of the ground and try to kill them and take back the gold. So then, in the sequel called Desno Two: Red versus Dead, at the end of the first movie. Um, a gold coin ends up in the car of one of the survivors, so the curse wasn't lifted. So the Nazi zombies are back, and basically this guy uh, recruits a whole bunch of zombie nerds to resurrect their own zombie army, and it's a bunch of communists. There have been uh, or dead commie soldiers in the mountains, so in the end this is just over-the-top giant zombie-on-zombie fight and it's awesome and it's it took everything that was campy about the first movie and just multiplied it by a billion it's just way more bloody way more over the top and i highly recommend it cool ryan what's your answer okay so i've been thinking i went back and forth between child's play 2 and friday the 13th part 2 no no not friday yes friday the 13th part 2 and I have to say Friday the 13th Part 2, only because that is the first movie where Jason starts off as the killer. Because in the first movie, it's Jason's mother 
who's the killer. Yeah, so what's the up second, with that? Why, why, is it, why is the mommy? Why is the mommy <laughs> Voorhees in that first one? I don't I don't know. But Did they always plan to have Jason be the the main dude? I, or, or I that's think something so. Or that came around. Well, no, I th- I think that was the whole that was the whole point because she kills everyone. I think because the the whole the whole point of it, I thought, and it's been a while since I've seen it, was that I guess she thought Jason was dead in the first one or something. Because I think that's where you find out he's alive because you see him, and then he starts the killing from the second movie on. Everything after that is all Jason, but in the first movie, it's his mother. So. If I have to pick a, a sequel from, like, a horror movie franchise that I love that much, I guess I'm going to have to go with Friday the 13th Part 2. Wasn't Jason, like, a spooky skeleton boy at the end of the first movie? He was definitely what? spooky looking, but he wasn't a skeleton because I think he's deformed, which is why he wears the hockey mask. You can't see his face. I th- didn't he? Wasn't he the one that popped out of the lake at the end of the first movie? Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. I thought but he was, like, like, a, like, a xylophone skeleton man. No? I love that. Xylophone skeleton. I know I like that. No, I, he wasn't like a skeleton, but there's definitely like something weirdly shaped about his head. Like mm. he was like deformed in some capacity. I honestly, it's been so long since I've seen any of those. Okay. But I definitely didn't want, I did watch the crappy remake, which just no thanks. No. All right. So that's one question down. Woo. Let's move on. Chris, do you want to talk about Overwatch? Hell yeah, I do. All right, so let's go through this real quick. Um, Overwatch Overwatch Watch 2016 rolls on. This time, it's the Halloween event. It's a lot better than the Summer Games, I'll tell you that much. Um, Everything is spooky-themed. A lot of the characters have spooky Halloween skins that you can unlock. Uh, Not not all the characters, though. Um, Not all, but like the important ones that people play as. Except for Diva, Diva, Diva. Except for Diva, that's true. Diva should have had, like some kind of pup, pumpkin mech or something. Uh, I think this went viral a lot on Facebook. But I'm not sure if everyone, everyone's listening, knows about it. But a uh, famous cosplayer, uh, Bindo Gek, uh, one of her friends, uh, Stan, also Stan, uh, he created for her just out of pure fun um, this bodysuit, which it. It simulates Diva's, uh, I guess, like Ava-like plug suit, but it's all Halloween themed. There's like spider webs and like cool jack-o'-lantern things all. Over. And she she posted photos um, that last week, and it went viral. And I think there is actually a fan petition that started to get to get that skin as an actual Halloween skin for Diva, which I I'm I'm really surprised because like a, like a giant jack-o'-lantern mech that she can project and self-destruct i think that's like a no-brainer so i was really and like shoots candy exactly yeah yeah that That would be awesome i mean like the way i feel about it i think overwatch definitely has legs and i think people are going to keep playing it so i i definitely feel like there's going to be another halloween event Mm -hmm. because team fortress does one every year and if they're going to do one every year i don't see why overwatch can't they'll do a wave two where all the original skins will be likely available then they'll launch like a brand new set of Halloween skins in addition. Yeah. So there's like a, they introduce a horde mode that's like Dr. Junkenstein's Revenge that has you fight a bunch of evil robots. And Zombie robots. The, yeah, and Halloween themed 
AI-controlled Overwatch characters starring Junkrat as Dr. Junkenstein. And my favorite thing about this event is the fact that certain levels have, like, a Halloween theme. Like, the Hollywood level definitely has, like, a horror um, variant that you can play. And also, they gave you the ability to buy the fucking skins this time with gold. Unlike the summer games, which you can only get the things from the loot boxes. So, if you have enough coins, you can pony up for your favorite skins before the event ends. Um, the event ends on Tuesday, so if you're listening to this on Halloween, you have, like, a few hours, so get to it. <laughs> I mean, I really appreciate the, the gold, because I have horrible luck with loot boxes in general. I only spent $10, like, this is the first time I ever spent money on loot boxes, and I got trash. I only got a bunch of Symmetra's, uh, like, demon skin. But other than that, it was mostly duplicates and like some voice emotes and like I, I got some, I got a couple of the the cool graveyard icons where it's like the character's arm like busting out of a grave. But um, you know, I want I want Witch Mercy so bad, but she costs three thousand gold, so I, I would rather like win her in a in a loot box, but I don't want to spend like sixty dollars because I've seen stories of people like shit. I bought like six dollars worth of loot boxes, and I I didn't get anything. It's like that's horrible. So, uh. but uh, that's like my one thing that has prevented me from ever doing something like loot crate because I'm like, watch it be like the one time that I do it, I'll just get shit, I'm not gonna get anything good. That's what that's what happens with that kind of stuff. I the ones that I really want are the ones that are already too late to order. I noticed. And then it's just like a stupid theme and I I don't want to do it anymore. But yeah, Overwatch. Overwatch is awesome. The Halloween shit is awesome. It's great. It's great. Go go play. Go play before Tuesday. Free updates. Hooray. Hooray. Alright, so that's that. I have the next question ready for you guys. Probably won't take as long as the first question, but candy corn, yes or no? No. no. Really? <laughs> yeah. Are you gonna <laughs> hit candy corn? <laughs> I all right. Everyone around me really hates candy corn. I I don't hate it, but I don't. It's not my preferred candy, especially on Halloween. Um, but I guess that's it. Candy corn, no. Definitive answer. <laughs> right here. No, I just don't see the point. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I'm more of like a Halloween fun size candy person, anyway. Yeah. True facts. Okay. We can move on. <laughs> yes. Okay, uh, I think we can move on to my topic. Um, so, as you all know, The Thing is my favorite all-time horror movie ever. But uh, recently, I've had a strong contender. And I, I know I'm like horribly late to the party with this. But on Amazon Prime Video, Stephen King's The Mist is available. So I watched that. And I was familiar with the concept. Um... I, I never read the novella before until now. Um, the only other times I knew about The Mist was uh, my boss. He's developing this pretty cool game. It's like a improv narrative game. So when we were playtesting this, this game, he based the scenario on The Mist. And there was a lot of cool things that he mentioned straight from the movies and slash the book. And it really perked my interest. So... Uh, I started watching it, and it's fantastic. Um, have you have you guys seen or read The Mist? No, uh, Brian. I saw The Mist 
A really, really long time ago. Okay. Like, probably when I was still... I, I was, I was you know, uh, introduced to horror movies at a really young age. So f- I started watching all of these movies before I could even really appreciate them. So I haven't seen The Mist in, like, 12 years. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Like, I'll, it's been a really long time. Yeah, um, yeah like... The, the book's been around for a while. The movie actually, it's, I think it's, con- I mean, I don't know if they made a version before this, but the, the, the version I watched was uh, di- written and directed by Frank, Frank Darabont of Walking Dead fame. Um, he also directed and ad- uh, adapted Stephen King's uh, The Shawshank Redemption. Uh, so this came out in 2007, so it's, uh, not, yeah, so it's not even, like... So wait, what am I thinking of that I haven't seen in, like, 12 years? That's The Mist? Or, uh, that's not The Mist? Uh, Children of the Corn? Oh no, I rewatch that, like, every year. <laughs> I'm thinking of something else Stephen King related, but The Oh, well, I have actually, now that I think about it then, because I mixed up my movies, no, I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. Well, this, uh, so this will be a non-spoiler thing, but, uh... Uh, so Frank Darabont, he adapted it. Um, that was a pretty surprising thing um, because he's he's very talented, and there's a ton of Walking Dead actors who showed up here before Walking Dead was a thing. So you have uh, Jeffrey Demun who plays Dale, Lori Holden who plays um, oh god, I can't, uh, what's her name? Jesus, oh Andrea, Andrea from Walking Dead, uh, Melissa McBride who plays Carol. And Juan Gabriel Pareja, who plays, um, uh, what's his name? I think Oscar? I think Oscar was his name. So the movie, the movie prevents, there's giant freak thunderstorm that happens in like a New England town. Or, and it involves a family man and his kid. And so this giant, this giant storm rolls through town. David, David D- Drayton, he's, uh, he's an artist and his son, Billy, He's the kid, and they have a wife. And the day after the storm, uh, David and Billy go into town with their neighbor to get supplies. And all of a sudden, this giant mist rolls through the, the small town, and it covers everything. This panicked man runs out of the mist, and he says there's things in the mist that they're, they're taking everyone. And so the mist envelops the town. At first, no one believes it. But then, like, weird, eldritch, Cthulhu, horrific creatures t- coming out of the mist and taking people. So then it becomes this psychological thriller and horror movie where, one, they have to contend with monster attacks. But they also have to fight off, uh, like, paranoia and, and fear and distrust because the people start tr- distrusting each other. And then they also have to deal with this crazy fire and brimstone evangelical named Mrs. Komodi, who basically starts ranting to people that this is the end times. And she starts convincing people that they need to sacrifice other people in order to appease uh, the beast. It's a really well done movie. It's the special effects are crazy. Like the monsters are really horrific and screwed up. Um, acting's spot on. Writing's really. I think it's a very very good adaptation of the Stephen King story. The movie's a lot darker than the Stephen King story. Like in the original novella, the it has more of a optimistic 
pseudo sunny ending, but uh, Frank Darabont went for like really dark and tragic, and I think it makes the makes the story a whole lot better. Uh, so I, uh, so Stephen King uh, gave his blessings on that ending. Um, Stan, and in general, this is uh, I think I mentioned this to you before, but um, one of the creatures is like this pterodactyl-looking monster. Well, in Silent Hill, uh, one of the first monsters you encounter, it was a direct inf- or inspiration or homage to the mist. Mm. Yeah, because I got a, I got like a really Silent Hilly vibe from the mist, but I guess the mist came first because it was like written. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it was originally published in 1984. Yeah, I want to I want to say like All Silent right, Hill so, was like yeah. early 90s. Yeah, it was like 90s. Silent Hill was like 90. Well, let's see. <laughs> Sean Bean was in it and he didn't die. <laughs> so it had to be like what like 90 90 95? Is that right? Uh, I think that I think the movie came out in the aughts and I think the f- first game came out 96 no the movie came out in 2006 we're way off yeah first release uh first release was uh january 31st 1999 wow 1999 yeah, at the, at the, what i wasn't expecting 99 at i thought it was like the century that's crazy i didn't yeah yeah oh shit yeah but yeah so i highly recommend it's also inspired um, an MMO. I think it's called um, The Secret World. And also, it also inspires some TV shows. Like, it, I'm, I'm surprised it, it inspired an episode of Ultraman. So it even broke into uh, even broke into tokusatsu genre, which is pretty awesome. But, but yeah, uh, whenever you have a chance, read the novella and. Uh, watch the movie and in terms of my top favorite horror movies like it definitely made like it, it jumped to the top so very a very very solid choice nice i'll take it i'll check it out check it out stan do you have another question for us i actually do oh, yeah right. we, we we need it we need so some special theme music like 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 yeah. the halloween theme or something yeah, right, wait, so wait, as I long wanna, as it's the Halloween theme done by the original John Carpenter, not the Rob Zombie oh, shit. Oh, of course, because John Carpenter all okay. the way. No, Chris, you could drop in um, the chorus from Dragula right here. That'll be fine. <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so I want to settle this once and for all. Oh, boy. Nightmare Before Christmas, Halloween movie or Christmas movie? Get the fuck out. <laughs> you can't say both. Yes, I can. I choose option C and I say both. Because I watch it at one. Halloween and Christmas. Ryan, we all do that, okay? Right. I just want to know for sure which one is it more, a Halloween movie or Christmas movie? See, I think one. at this point we need we need we need science because what I would want to do, I would want to play the movie and have a stopwatch on how much of the movie time takes place in in, in Halloween Town and how much takes place in Christmas Town, and I I don't know I. I guess I want to say most of it takes place in Halloween Town until he until he is no longer in either of those worlds and has become Santa, and then that's just a whole other element in and of itself. 
you can't take, I'm pretty sure that him becoming Santa Claus, you can't take into account as whether or not it's a Christmas movie because he eventually goes back to Halloween Town to like fix the shit that he messed up. So if you want to go by that logic, then it's a Halloween movie. I think so, yeah. There's a lot more screen time in Halloween Town. Um, it's also because it's not like he's Jack Skellington, like Santa Claus impersonator that lives in Halloween Town. He's the Pumpkin King. He literally has a jack-o'-lantern for a head. And, and it's so. and it's also Tim Burton. Like <laughs> even even if like I love him. You, you could you could say the same thing about Edward Scissorhands. I mean, it's it's like a Frankenstein movie, but it's also set during Christmas. But it's also mostly Halloweeny from in terms of aesthetics and visuals. So I want to well, Hall- well, yeah. So I want to say it's more of a Halloween movie. I'll say I'll, all right. I'll say Halloween. What about you, Stan? All right. I agree. It's more Halloween. But I, I do think that if you want to cheat a little bit, it's the earliest Christmas movie you're allowed to watch. Mm. Yes. Like, if I watched it if I watched it on Wednesday, it could still be considered a Halloween-esque movie. That's like the... Yeah, you're right. It's like the one of the only movies that, if you're like, I'm watching my favorite Christmas movie, that's like legitimately allowed before. Is there any other yeah. movies like that? Maybe... Uh, oh, Gremlins. Gremlins takes place on Christmas, right? I would consider Gremlins to be like a Christmas movie, though. (laughs) 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 Like, I would consider that to be a Christmas movie. (laughs) I guess what other scary movies takes place on Christmas? There's Gremlins. There's Krampus. I love Krampus. Yes! Krampus is so good. Yeah, I like Krampus. Krampus is a Christmas movie that everyone should watch with their families. So, Ryan, you got a topic? Something you want to talk about? Well, um, that's Halloween-esque. I guess like your like quintessential horror movies that you watch around Halloween or like on Halloween, like what you're like must watch or you're not doing it right movies. Okay. Uh, so I I have to split this up into two, two segments, like, like family friendly and like straight up, <laughs> straight up like horror and thriller, scare your pants off. So uh, I think for like the the family fa- friendly ones, um, Hocus Pocus, mm. uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. it's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Uh, I've never yeah. actually seen. Oh that. really? <laughs> uh, what? It's so good. Yeah, it, you should. Well, because I I never I I never grew up watching like kid Halloween movies like Hocus Pocus and Nightmare Before Christmas like and maybe Beetlejuice that was it everything else was all things that I should not have been watching that I did anyway well Ryan you just had a great childhood you got you got to watch all like the R-rated movies when you were a kid that's great well yeah because they were all like still on cable and my parents left me alone and they were like yeah you shouldn't watch that and I was like okay and I would change the channel and then they would leave me alone and I would change it back like real you're such a like <laughs> so I never, I never, and it's not one of those things that my parents like sat me down and were like, "We're gonna watch like the Charlie Brown movie." Like I never did that. I think you should still watch it. It just introduces like Linus's like, I don't want to say obsession, but I want to say like ch- a childish dream about the Great Pumpkin. Yeah, it is an obsession. It is an obsession. Like let's be honest, but like I'm gonna stand here in this pumpkin patch. And wait for the pumpkin king to come. And that's kind of that's obsessed. an obsession. Of boys and girls. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it also introduces Snoopy dressed up as the World War One ace pilot, 
and then Charlie Brown messing up his ghost costume and getting rocks uh, during trick-or-treating. Uh, I think it's just really classic stuff. Um, I, I haven't seen it in such a long time. I wonder if it, it's probably on... I think it's probably on Netflix. My other two... Paranorman and Ghostbusters. Okay, but the real Halloween stuff. All right, so you got John Carpenter's Halloween. Yeah. Uh, the Evil Dead trilogy, but especially Evil Dead 2. <laughs> the Exorcist. Yes. The the OG Amityville Horror. I know I I, I, I want to say the thing. I always say the thing about everything, mm. so I'll, I'll put that to the side. Uh, last one... All right, you know what? Pet Cemetery, because you, you have a resurre- yeah. resurrected cats from the... It, it's awesome. Yeah. Cool. All of those movies were on my list. Uh, all of them? Oh, all like, of those, because I, <laughs> I have a giant list in front of me of everything that I think everybody should watch around Halloween time, and I only have four family-friendly movies, <laughs> because that's what I watched when I was a kid. Like... Hocus Pocus, Nightmare Before Christmas, Beetlejuice, and Adam's Family. Oh, nice. Yes. I consider Adam's Family Values like a Thanksgiving movie because they do the whole play about Thanksgiving. So that for me, I like tuck away in like an obscure Thanksgiving-y thing to watch. But in terms of like not being family friendly, I would definitely agree with The Exorcist. I would go Children of the Corn instead of Pet Cemetery, uh, American Werewolf in London, and The Shining. Oh, yeah, good pull. Yes, I like The Shining. Yes, is Shining also a Christmas movie? What? <laughs> no. The family gets together. It's snowy outside. They secretly want to kill each other. Okay, now hold up. Just because there's snow in the movie doesn't mean it's a Christmas movie. Let's just like listen. No, that's not true. Because Empire Strikes Back is a Christmas movie, and that place is on Hoth in the beginning. Okay, just because it has snow in it doesn't mean it's a Christmas movie. Because Corpse Bride technically has snow in it, and it's not a Christmas movie. The winter starts at the end of December, and they weren't, I mean, listen. No. (laughs) (laughs) Not a Christmas movie. You're fighting a losing battle. (laughs) You are. You are. You lose. It's okay. It's fine. It happens to everybody. (laughs) That's great. That's great. Wait, so uh, so you have uh, Children of the Corn as a new one. Any other new ones? Well, I said The Shining. Oh, The Shining, yes. Yeah. The Shining. Ugh. I mean, it honestly, like, it. Re- and I also said an American Werewolf in London, because for me, that is, like, one of my favorite werewolf movies, next to Ginger Snaps, which is a 2000 Canadian horror movie about werewolves. And it's, like, I think it's, I think it's on Hulu. It's on Hulu right now. And... The person playing the werewolf is obviously a guy in a suit walking on all fours. And you're not even mad at it because it was just really well done. Like, the way they approach, like, being a werewolf. Um, but for for what it was, an American werewolf is still one of my all-time favorites. Because that whole transformation scene is, like, it's gruesome. And you hadn't seen anything like that before when it came out. So it was, it's still like a little unnerving to watch. Like as you're watching, you're like, ooh, ow, ow, ow. And like you can feel your body cringing. I love it. It's like 
beautifully gross. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Um, I think I think it, what's curious about like most of our movie selections, except for maybe maybe like Paranorman, like most of the horror movies are were made in the last. Well, they were at the pinnacle, but at a time where a lot of movies were made like the eighties or nineties, like. You don't really see that many horror movies made nowadays. I mean, you have a like one. Like, I mean, you have a few, but I don't think much hor- or many horror movies that are that come out in, like the twenty tens have made like an incredible uh, impact. I mean, I, you you have like 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 a handful handful like The Purge or uh, Paranormal Activity. So like Ryan is like uh, like the greatest horror expert around. <laughs> like, do you think? Do you think that like, horror is in decline, or is it just, or do you think horror is still popular? Is it's just more of a genre film? I, I think like, that what? I think that people, I, I find that when it comes to horror movies, there are tropes that you see in every single one of them, and they're common, and you see them in all of them. And I have nothing, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I feel like when a movie comes out and does really well. A lot of people will say, it worked for this movie, let's take it and run with it. And one thing I've found, horror movie-wise, is found footage. I think they're overdoing it. Um, and it's become its own genre in and of itself. And that's that's kind of irritating. It's one of those things where it's like, well, it worked for this one, so it'll work for this and that and whatever. And they take it and they literally run with it and abuse the crap out of it until people are getting really sick of found footage movies. Like, look at Blair Witch Project. When that came out, that terrified everybody. And they did it really well. And now you see things like VHS, where I saw the first one and it was creepy and it was good and it was well done. But then you have things like the new Blair Witch movie that came out, which I didn't see. And you have something like It Follows, which I have heard pretty much down the line, like, split. Wait, it Follows was a found footage film? Yeah. Like, I I heard incredible things about it. I've heard both. I've footage. heard it tanked and it was awful. And I've heard, oh my God, it was brilliant. And because I know it's found footage, I've like put it back and I've been really hesitant to to watch it. I think that... When you have a really good idea, you have to be careful with the way you... It it has to be done really, really, really well. And I think that's where people are sort of uh, shying away from from current horror movies. Like, Ouija Origin of Evil, I'm sorry, it didn't look very good. And it's one of those... Ouija! (laughs) I didn't see see that movie, but I just got pissed off at it because... They were spamming it hardcore on like YouTube ads, yeah. so much, and it was like I, I, I just I don't care about this movie. I, exactly. Chris, you know how you fix that? Ad you blocker. get YouTube Red. No, you get YouTube Red. Oh, no ads oh, you, ever. You you have YouTube Red? Yeah, trying it out. It's pretty good. <laughs> I like how he's so casual yeah. about it. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. YouTube Red. You know, you can watch. You can queue up videos to watch offline. Oh really? And um, yeah, and if you if you're listening to something on your phone, you can like turn the phone off, like, and you'll still play the YouTube video, so you can listen to music that way. Oh, that's um, cool. So Stan, but, why why aren't we sponsored by YouTube? Because we're, we're I don't so fucking know great. because because we're not PewDiePie. That's why. <sighs> Ryan, I have a question for you. What's up? 
Are you following American Horror Story? I am. I'm behind on... I missed last week's episode, so I'm behind on one episode, but I am All right, but following it. on the subject of found footage, yes. what do you think of this season of American Horror Story? Okay, so because this season of American Horror Story is different from the other five seasons, I really did not like the first couple of episodes because I was like, what are they doing? I thought they were awful. I I was like, what are they doing? I don't understand this. This is garbage. And now that they've brought it back and done this sort of like found footage thing, I don't, I don't actually hate it because I feel like in that universe, that's how it would be done. So it doesn't, it doesn't bother me as much. Then again, I've only seen one episode with that new sort of format. So that could, it could totally annoy me the next episode that I watch. I could have a completely I different think it opinion. Works. I yeah. Think it works. Um I'm I'm up to date on the episodes and I, I I think it was an interesting change because the first six episodes were, were awful. I, I couldn't stand it. I think it. <laughs> um, because it was presented like a documentary like T V show, like one of those spooky spooky haunted like shows you'd see on like the History Channel. And it's like when they do that, it's like you know all the characters survived. So there was, like, no tension. Right. And for me, I was just like, is this the whole season? Like, I'm going to get really fed up with this really quickly if this is the whole season. Yeah. So I think the switch that they did was, well, obviously they knew they were going to do it the whole time. But it really saved the season for me. And now I'm interested to see where it goes. Uh, My one complaint is that they put Lady Gaga in the first half of the series. So that means she's not coming back. Yeah. She's not going to be one of the actors. Yeah. Because they they that ship sailed. That ship so. sailed. She was the best part of last season. Just saying. I I was yeah. I remember when I went into watching American Horror Story Hotel. I coming off of watching Jessica Lange for the first four seasons. I was like, there's no way you can do American Horror Story without Jessica Lange. And as soon as Hotel started, I was like, no, you know what? Gaga's got this. Like this is a. And I thought Hotel was one of the best seasons. Like, right after Murder... I I thought it was a little bit better than Murder House, and Murder House was the first, so it was obviously the best, and I just pretend that Coven doesn't exist. But... What is that? What's that? I pretend that Coven doesn't exist. What's that? What, huh? American Horror Story Coven? Coven? Season three. what? No, no. I've never heard... Huh? No. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Is that like Um, a... Yeah. Is that like a telenovella on uh, Univision? Uh, I, I don't even know what it is. I don't even know. Yeah. I don't even know. Um, it, it was like part of the director's cut and no one really... No, no is that a visual novel? They were they all put on, uh, deleted scenes yeah. from... <laughs> it's all it's all B-roll. It's all B-roll. Yeah. All of it. All B-roll. Um, but yeah, I, I, I got kind of annoyed because knowing that Gaga was going to be in this season, I was like, yes, we've got Gaga again. It's going to be great. And then... They pulled that bullshit. <laughs> so minor because I think it's because she's got she had that new album. Probably she's promoting it now. She's on tour. Yeah. Oh, well, hopefully, season seven she comes back. Yeah, I really hope so. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have my like little hot take right now on the recent Lady Gaga album, but I think she, she's better as an actor right now. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh shit! Uh, Burn from Stan. But I'm not gonna. 
I'm not gonna harp on that for too long. Okay. Um, I didn't get to say my movies that I watched. Go ahead. Do it, son. Um, besides the ones everyone else mentioned, I really like Cabin in the Woods. Thank yes. you for mentioning that. I love that movie a lot. Thank you. I think it's great. What the hell else was I gonna say? See, I had it on my man, my head, and now, I, uh, now it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> um, oh, um, Alien. The first, okay. The first Alien is definitely horror. Um, I think that's it. Because I feel like we've covered pretty much the essentials. I like Nosferatu. Yes! Actually. Oh, kicking it old school. I like it. Um, I had to, I watched Nosferatu for the first time because I actually took a, a horror film class in college. Um, and, and we had to go, we had to watch them in order from like release or whatever. And so Nosferatu was one of the first ones we watched. I like it a lot. And I, I like it kind of because of Spongebob, but I think it's a pretty, oh, good, God. It's a pretty good movie. <laughs> In and of itself, um, I really like how Nosferatu looks. He, he's a real, he's a real fucked up vampire. He's not like a pretty ass vampire. Oh no, he's ugly as dirt. And I, yeah. I like fucked up vampires more than I like pretty vampires. Yeah. If you like fucked up vampires, have you seen or read Thirty Days of Night? Yes. To both. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, yes, I love. Yes, I love. Um, yeah. Uh, ben Temple Smith. If you, if any of you listen to SMP, you know how much I love this guy. So he wrote and did the art for the comic book, and they did a movie adaptation about it. I think like 2011 or 12 with Josh Harnett. I thought it was a very, very good adaptation of the comic book. And for those who don't know or ne- never heard of it, basically in Barrow, Alaska, um, because of the weird geography. It becomes nighttime for like a month straight. So a bunch of vampires find out about this and they kill all the sled dogs. They cut off all communication with the outside world and they start having a feeding frenzy on the town and the people of Barrow, Alaska have to fend off the vampires until the sun rises like a month later. And these vampires are not pretty. They're not Twilight. They're not like vampire Lestat. They're like living sharks in human flesh skinned and like their their mouths like their mouth unhinges and like fangs grow out and that noise that they make oh oh it's so good oh i love oh good memories Um, also the the batman vampire trilogy of comic books um it's one of my favorite things that I, i read every halloween and it's like um Batman becomes a vampire, and he becomes the most fucked up looking, jacked up vampire like I have ever seen depicted in the comic books. Like, wait, he's got, really? I'm typing. Yeah, his um, his little bat ears get super long. He has like these weird contorted like expressions, and his body gets all like mangled and starts looking weird. You can start seeing <gasps> his like ribs like, like oh, jutting he looks out of his awesome. costume. Ryan, you really need to read the Batman Vampire Trilogy. It is like some of the best. The first book, he fights Dracula. That's bitching. And yeah, it's he starts fighting Dracula and he has to become a Dracula to take on Dracula. But he's a good Dracula in that he doesn't feast on uh, the blood of the living. So he's able to not have any of the weaknesses of the bad vampires. So he's like... He's immune to holy water and churches and garlic and all that. His freaking bat wings look like they've been torn. Like this guy looks awesome. Yeah, it's it's some good shit, Ryan. I like highly recommend it. And then later on, later on, he eventually does succumb to the vampire curse. And once that once that happens, it's 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 game insane. It's like the third Batman book when he goes full vampire is like the bloodiest shit. Like. 
ever. Like he murders every single one of his villains in like the the most violent ways possible. He he cuts uh, Alfred's head off. It's it's crazy shit. Like, That's it's, awesome. It's, it's insane. It's really interesting because like I mean that that idea has been revisited in other comics. Like I, I forget which episode we did it, but I did a review where it was like alternate JLA and um what's his name the uh Kurt Langstrom the man bat, man bat. he becomes like an actual vampire batman and he does feed on he feeds on villains um and if i remember correctly i think there was like a a batman beyond movie where he where Terry yeah. fights dracula actually but, no i think it was um the batman it was batman versus dracula it was bat okay but. Definitely, um, definitely not as good as the comic, though. I, I know they say. should. I mean, you, you know, DC. Although DC does anything right or does something really well, it's the animated movies, except for Killing Joke. But we come out of it, right? Wah, wah. But, but they're doing they're doing um, Justice League Dark, which is very horror. I can't wait to see that. Um, you know, some, like next Halloween, just do just do like a mini series or even like a. Batman Red Rain, Batman Va- uh, Yes. Yeah, just for just, sure. Just do parts parts all three in, in like a seminal anthology. I think that'd be really dope. I want to also do a quick shout out for another um not necessarily Halloween-esque, but I think fits and it's the Doctor Doom Doctor Strange team-up book, um Triumph and Torment, because the entire plot of the book is that Doctor Doom and Doctor Strange team up to fight the devil to save Doctor Doom's mother from hell. Cool. That is the whole plot. It's 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 it's, it's metal. It's it's awesome. They go to hell and fight the devil. That should be Doctor Strange 2. That should be the plot of Doctor <laughs> Strange 2. And then we'll actually have a good Doctor Doom, you know? Yes. I'm nervous so to go see Doctor Strange, just as like a side note. I think it's going to be great. I don't care. I mean, I'm, I'm really excited for it. I'm stoked for some Benedict Cumberbatch, like, let's be honest. And, and Mads, and Mad Mickelson. I, Mads will always have a special place in my heart. I love that fucker. And he's, he's just an incredible actor. Like I'm ready. He looks great in the film. Like I have no idea wh- what villain he's playing actually, but like it, his makeup work, like just how he looks in the in the trailers, he looks pretty badass. So I'm yeah. excited. Awesome. So are you guys ready for some more questions? Yeah, bring it. Bring it. Okay. So um, since we're getting towards the end of the show, is there any like last minute things you guys want to say before I, I give you like a gauntlet of questions? To Shot of up? the Dead is another great yes. movie. They yes, watch. thank you. I forgot all about that. That's the one that I was thinking of saying. Oh, Shot of the Dead. It's, that movie, like Edgar Wright, such a genius. And Nick Frost, Simon Pegg, also genius. And the movie never, ever gets old. I mean, you, you like... Edgar Wright's such a talented director, and the movie's incredibly layered and and dense. So what, each time you watch the movie, you just notice something new: zombies, and then hilarious quotable lines, and tons of Queen songs in there too. I mean, what's not to love? <laughs> I would give. I want to give one honorable mention to a movie that I just saw, purely based on. A suggestion, I didn't even look up anything about this movie before I saw it, which I never do. Um, It's called The Invitation. And it's no, like, secret that something's going to happen in the movie. 
And that definite, and the, the waiting and anticipation for that definitely builds up and totally pays off. Um, and it happens and it happens quick and it, it, it has a de- and I, like a fairly decent twist at the end of the movie. And yes. I wholeheartedly recommend so, uh, that. Uh, out of five, yeah. out of five slasher knives, how many, how many slasher knives would it get? I don't want to say four because I feel like that's being too generous. And three and a half sounds like, okay. yeah, three and a half, three and a half. So it's not complete shit, but it's not like okay. totally solid. Right, so you guys three and a half. The questions. The remaining questions. All right, all right. What's your quintessential Halloween candy? Bring it. What's your go-to? M and M's. Reese's cups. Reese's peanut butter cups. I'm allergic sure. to peanuts. It'll, it'll kill me. Oh god damn, yeah. Chris. Yeah. Well, well, that should have been Listen, Chris. Oh, I don't want to say anything. But that should have been the shit you told me day 1 cuz this is very dangerous that we've been doing this show for almost 2 years and I didn't know you have a peanut allergy. I'm I'm like the biggest like peanut connoisseur there is. You don't know if I got like peanut butter in my hands, I go to shake your hand and shit. Like you don't know. It's it's a toss up. You can't say that shit a year and a half. There's the perfect candy for me cuz cuz whenever I eat it, it's like it's like life and death. In the palm of my hand, and it's no, like, don't, it's a don't gamble. eat peanuts, please. Don't eat peanuts. Stan, if you kill me with peanuts, Dang, he's living dangerously. Look at this fucker. From like the real ghost dimension. Exactly. <laughs> this is perfect. This needs to happen. I will, I will say one no, thing. No, we're though, not going to kill you, Chris. Yeah, we're not. I I I like the the fun sized. Halloween candies of the Halloween candies that I of the candies that I don't normally eat like Milky Ways and Three Musketeers and Baby Ruth because I don't feel like I want to commit to buying the full bar ever like if I'm going to spend money <laughs> buying an, a full candy it's going to be Reese's or it's going to be like maybe a Snickers bar or something like that so I like having the option of having these tiny one-offs that I can enjoy and like not think about for another year you know like oh yeah I, I will have a little crunch bar thank you <laughs> but I will never. I will never go out and buy a crunch bar. Like who the fuck does that? I don't know. Do they even make full size crunch bars anymore? They. I'm. I'm sure they do. All right. What's what's the what's your favorite? What's what is your favorite Halloween costume that you've ever worn ever? When I was in middle school, I did trunks trunks from Dragon Ball Z, and it was awesome. Like I I had this I had this leather jacket. And I, I had this old medieval-looking sword that I repainted, and we just went out. Like a lot of, I guess at the time, a lot of people didn't really know who I was, but I was like, I'm mm. Trunks, and I, I knew who I was, so yeah. I was happy. So that I did that great. once too, actually. Um, I had a denim jacket. I dyed my hair purple with like the cheap Halloween dye, and I like had a foam sword. But yeah, I was, I was Trunks one year. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that uh, that was probably my favorite. Uh, second favorite, I was really big into Men in Black when the movie came out, and also the animated series, which was I feel like that's so underrated. Like the animated series for that was so good. It was good. It was a good show. Mm-hmm. It was very good. So at the time when that came out, uh, it was a, super easy. You know, just wear a suit, sunglasses, and then make make like a <laughs> neuralizer out of like cardboard or something. So yeah, yeah that was great. How about you, Ryan? My all-time favorite one that I did was I did, like, a very demented and psychotic-looking Alice from Alice in Wonderland, and that's still, like, my favorite thing. But if I had to pick, like, a close second in third grade, 
So third grade. So I'm I'm young. I dressed up as Medusa. Yo, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. cool. Like black lipstick, nails, like I was totally and I had like a whole snake headpiece thing. I was totally into it. That's cool. Yeah. That's really awesome. Uh, one year <laughs> one year I was uh Spider Man and I was like really young and the Spider Man costume had built in muscles. And I felt so powerful. I felt like this, the yes. smallest kid on the block. So I had that foam chest piece. And I was just like, in my Halloween pictures, I'm just like doing like the curls with my arms and Yo, shit. Yes. That's amazing. Did you have one I'm of those not... foam blasters? That... Yeah, I did. No. Yes, I yes. did. Yes. That's so good. With the silliest string that came out of the wrist. Hell yeah. You, kn- you knew I was all over that. That's um, dope. Another year, uh, I went trick-or-cheating as Obi-Wan Kenobi. And... Um, I had the full I had the full Jedi robes and I had like the blue lightsaber and that was the year that Scream came out for the first time mm-hmm. and there was a kid who I went trick or treating with who had the the Scream costume and his he had the plastic Scream mask that had blood that would gush down when you would squeeze the thing <gasps> Oh I love that ghost face yes. mask Right okay but like listen listen to this all right we went trick or treating and nobody gave the fuck that I was Obi-Wan. Everyone was like, oh, look at this kid with the bloody face. I'm like, fuck this kid with the bloody face. I'm motherfucking Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> I'm the hero of the galaxy. And you're all like croning over the fucking guy with the bloody face. You put that shit together in two in like two hours. Like, he, this kid, this, this eight-year-old or whatever the fuck, went to the Halloween store and spent five dollars. I had this ensemble. Put, all right, never mind. No, oh, no, no, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I had the little, I had the little, um, the fucking braid, you know, the Padawan braid that he had in, yes. in episode one. Yo. I went all out for Obi-Wan that year. And then, and some kid with, with like, uh, like a rag and like a mask. <laughs> I've never lived that down. Yeah. But you know what you have to do <laughs> now? You have to do it again on a different Halloween and be like, fucking right. I'm Obi-Wan Kenobi. Eat shit, Ghostface, and just bring it back. Bring it yeah. back, Stan. I will be an adult Obi-Wan. I think. Exactly. I'm think i going to do that one year. I've always wanted to be Obi-Wan again. He's one of my favorite Star Wars characters. Um, God my it. next question. Is Carrie an X-Man? Yep. Is Carrie an X-Man? Yes. No. To- yes. <laughs> she, she, she's, she's an X-Man, but she never had the train. Actually, I was listening to a podcast, and... And they brought up a great point, and I, I was thinking about all the examples, and it, it's really true. Like kids who who get psychic powers, you know, they just like I don't know why, but Hollywood always writes them to be like unstable, or if you have psychic powers, everything goes wrong. There's like so many examples. You got Carrie, you got the Fury, you got Chronicle, you got uh, Chronicle was a great movie. It, Chronicle was an amazing movie, but you had like uh, Dane Duhan as Andrew. And he pulls a full out Akira. He like the power goes to his head, and he starts killing everyone. But but Chronicle at the end they subvert the trope a little bit because you, you this is like the first time ever. I mean, I, I, guess, I guess you can count like Jean Grey, but like Jean Grey goes dark, full dark Venus, and go like kills the entire planet of aliens. Uh, but but, but like the, one of the main protagonists, he's, he well, he has to kill Andrew. Because that was the, I mean, at the time, it was the right thing to do because he was, he was basically going to level this city. But then he decides to become a superhero. He's like, uh, he goes to Tibet, makes a promise to Andrew, who he killed, his cousin, and be like, 
I'm sorry, Andrew. Uh, I'll be better. I'll, I'll honor your memory. And then he, he then he, I, he goes off and he starts. He wants to be a superhero. It's, uh, finally, a psychic who who doesn't get the bad stick. Oh, Stranger Things Eleven. She, I mean, like, I mean, she never, she never asked for those powers. And you know, like the government, you know, probably did some weird shit with like MK Ultra stuff. And you know, then she sacrifices herself at the end. Spoilers. <laughs> um, but I mean, that's a very bittersweet ending, and you know. But I don't. Yeah. Long story you're also short, you're also forgetting about Firestarter. That's right, Firestarter. Ugh. But in my mind, shit works out for her in the end. No, she's fine. Oh wait, I'm ish. thinking of a different movie. Oh, ish, ish. How much? Ish well, is I mean, there? she's she's a a very very alone eight year old left to deal with powers with no parents, but. She's fine. Ish. Ish. <laughs> she becomes Batman. She has no parents. She becomes Batman with psychic powers. Well, she is... She's pyrokinetic. Yeah. You know what? I, you know, you know you can, you, if you can make fire, you can do a lot of things. You can, like, you know... She's, you, she's, she probably turned out okay. Little Charlie probably turned out okay. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. Just assume everything's okay. <laughs> <laughs> In my mind, Carrie has always been the bad ending of Matilda. Like if, Mati- oh, if, yes. if Matilda that was never so adopted sense. by Miss Honey in the end, she becomes Carrie. She grows up to become Carrie. Um, you can also, you, I mean, like let's let's be honest. You can just say that, like when they when uh, Matilda's original family leave, they get new uh, identities. They could have changed Matilda's name to Carrie in that bad ending, and there you go. Yeah. But. I believe she's an X-Man. It's, a- it's, part, of, it's part of the larger um, Fox uh, cinematic universe. But, but why um, didn't Professor... Why, did, why didn't Patrick Stewart help her and save her? What happened? Because all the mutants are dead. Didn't you see the Logan trailer? This is true. Okay. He's like, he's like stuck <laughs> in like Wolverine's garden or something. He's like- <laughs> <laughs> all right. I got one last question then we can wrap up. All right. You ready? Okay. Ready. What's worse? A Chucky doll the size of Alien or an alien the size of the Chucky doll? Mm. Chucky. Well, okay, now hold on. Is he like regular good good guy doll or is he like murderous Chucky? No, he's serial killer Chucky. So do you want him? Okay, well then Chucky the size of Alien, I'm going to be pretty fucking scared. At least when he's this tall, I can kick him. Same with Alien. The Alien is going to be the size of the Chucky doll. Have you seen how fast a regular adult size Alien is? Now you imagine a chibi version of that. Yeah, you know where he is. That's You're, okay. Can you half the time no. you can't even find your own cat? Like, how are you gonna know where the alien is? When no, he's that it would be, no, no, Ch- giant, giant motherfucking Chucky. No, thank you. No, thank you. I, think, I see. I think with the with Chucky, have you seen robotics yet? I mean, robotics has advanced a lot, but I still like. I still think his movements would be clunky. So I think it'd be it's kind of hard to miss a giant Chucky. So I think you could kind of get away, or you could see him from a mile away. But you have like a small ass xenomorph who's like tiny. Who can you can probably fit into even more smaller vents and cre- and like crevices <laughs> and and openings. And I I I would be more terrified of like the smaller necromorph. I am not going to underestimate the pure psychotic rage of Charles Lee Ray, so I'm still, I'm sticking with Chucky. 
I mean, to play devil's advocate here, um, Jason is very clunky and not really graceful and he still murders everybody exactly well, because, like, all the kids make stupid decisions like let's okay now hold, now hold on now hold on now <laughs> he will uh, jason always finds a way and chucky does too i mean i've from the very first movie to the last one that came out like a couple of years ago curse of chucky that bastard always finds a way i'm not gonna underestimate him in any fucking capacity so i'm sticking with chucky Shit all over your little xenomorph. I'm sticking with Chucky. I don't care what size he is, he's terrifying. <laughs> wait, wait. How about the the spirit of of Chucky inhabits a xenomorph toy? Okay, oh, everyone man. get the fuck out. <laughs> Everyone's doomed. Then we're all in trouble. <laughs> he gets in one of those like dead, NECA, no what. one of those NECA alien toys, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yes. Okay, then we'd all be in trouble. <laughs> okay. I get, I'm kind of like getting this image now of like putting a xenomorph in a hamster ball and watching it like. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, oh my gosh. So I, I guess that's it. You want to wrap yeah. up now? Okay. You know, I'm still okay. Well, who would win, Pennywise xenomorph from last year or oh, Chucky xenomorph? Hmm. I think Chucky xenomorph. Honestly, Chucky because xenomorph. he ain't afraid of shit. He ain't afraid yeah. of no ghost. So he's, I, I think... Not even Tim Curry? Come on, Tim Curry's pretty scary. Let's, let's be honest. <laughs> oh, okay, man. if we're being completely honest, though, uh, looking looking at what it actually is, it's not just the clown. It's I'm still going, exactly, I'm still going with Chucky Xenomorph. Totally kicks its yeah. ass. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. I, fi- I figure it's like a David versus Goliath thing, you know, like... The Pennywise Xenomorph, like, yeah, like you would think, it's like it's like it's a clown and it's a spider and it's a Xenomorph, but um, I like to root for the underdog, and you know, and then what what Chucky lacks in like like supernatural powers, he makes up for in heart and like pure pure hardcore killing. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's finessed his <laughs> killing. That's really what it is. Yeah. So yeah, go Chucky. Go Chucky. Xenomorph. Go Chucky. Okay. Oh, bastard. Well, I guess that's it. That's Halloween 2016. Super Woo! Spooky Pals 2. The sequel. Um, I'm Stan Gadurski. You can find me on Twitter at Stan Doom. I'm Chris Sampson. You can find me on Twitter at Kyo Ninja for Hire. That's K-Y-O Ninja for Hire. And I'm Ryan. You can find me on Twitter at the underscore red underscore horror. And you can find Andy uh, at Sweet <laughs> You can find him in the closet. In the closet. <laughs> Waiting for you with a knife. Because he's not here right now. Um, and you can find us on the internet. Just Google Super Nerd Pals and you will find all the stuff that you need. Um, but we have SuperNerdPals.com. We have at SuperNerdPals on Twitter. We have the Facebook group, Facebook.com slash group slash SuperNerdPals. Um, you can find us on iTunes and anywhere you can find a podcast. And if you give us good ratings, give us a review, tell your friends. That helps people find us a lot easier. And giving us those five stars helps us out immensely. And thank you to everyone who's already done that. Um, add yourself to the list. Become one of our pals and give us a good review. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. Right? That's I have it. a, a when, this, when this post, this will be Halloween. So have a very safe, happy, and spooky Halloween. And enjoy yourselves. Thank you guys for listening. And we will catch you next week with a regular episode on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> 
Spooky. I don't know what's spooky about Wednesday, but there you have it. Thanks for listening. Laters. <laughs>